Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I am excited to continue to teach from Bishop Ivy Hillier's book, Reimagining How to Jumpstart Your Best Life. Last week, we reviewed biblical meditation. I shared that meditation meant to mutter, to practice beforehand, and to envision. Remember, we said that biblical meditation is not some psychology exercise, but a theological exercise that God uses to establish a larger vision within us and to propel us toward our destiny. I mentioned that there were three components to biblical meditation. One, verbalization, two, visualization, and three, eternalization. Now, where there is clarity of vision, there is immediate acceleration toward the known goal. Where there is clarity of vision, there is immediate acceleration toward the known goal. So make sure you have your goals down, your vision, write write it down, make it plain. Hallelujah. So you can follow it. You can believe it, confess it and see that thing come to pass. Well, this week, we're going to focus on chapter 11 on managing life at the attentional level, which I entitled living life intentionally to live life intentionally. We must know how our subconscious work to enhance our life and properly program it to help guide us toward the performance goals we so desire. Now our subconscious is formed at a very early age. For example, when we come to know Christ, whatever age that is, we have already accepted as truth the things we adopted, whether it's from our social environment or credible others or repetitious information or personal experiences. We accepted this as truth. So therefore, our subconscious has accepted this information and it automatically leads us and guide us into the things in that regard. For example, our subconscious, it discarded information that was contrary or in opposition to our own belief system and embraces God's truth for our lives. So moreover, there is a systematic practice that will assist us. So there is a level of focus that we need to develop in order for our mental complex to align with God's word. Now, once we have completed a task, the mind compiles and process that information for future retrieval. Now, this frees most of the conscious mind up for an involvement of other things. Now, while the autopilot, our subconscious, handles the previous learned task. Now, again, I don't want to throw anybody off or confuse you, but just stick with me now. You might say, how does the subconscious protects our beliefs that we have adopted? Well, our subconscious, it serves to protect the beliefs that we have consciously accepted and established by keeping us automatically in line with them. The subconscious mind is amoral. That means it's neither good nor bad. 
The subconscious mind has the task of assessing and handling reality as it is perceived by the will of the conscious mind and keeping the individual locked into that belief system. So you might be wondering, what is the Holy Spirit's role in conjunction with the human spirit to influence the conscious mind? Well, the Holy Spirit communicates with our human spirit, who in turn give revelation information to our conscious mind. Now you might say, well, does the subconscious mind readily accept what the Holy Spirit is saying? No, not always. Remember, the subconscious is an autopilot mode to protect the earlier information that it has deemed as reliable. So any new information now received by the Holy Spirit has to be processed through our human conscience. Now, the Bible speak of the Holy Spirit's role in the life of the believer to assist him in living the God kind of life. So the question might come up, well, is my subconscious mind, if it's doing all this work, what role does the Holy Spirit have? Well, I'm going to tell you the Holy Spirit's role. For example, think of this. The existence of my brain, my heart, or any other organs does not diminish or nullify, uh, nullify um, the role of the Holy Spirit in my life, meaning that the same manner that the Spirit of God works in my physical being or my organs, you know, my body, or however, the Holy Spirit does the same thing with my mental faculties. For example, the subconscious does not function solely independent of my conscious mind. It simply serves my conscious mind in the long-term operation of my belief system. And this belief system is referred to as conscience. And we see this often in the Bible. The conscious mind of the believer depends on the Holy Spirit to communicate with it, to give guidance, direction for living. The conscious mind of the believer depends on the Holy Spirit to help it determines what is true and what is not true. If we look at John 16, 13, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. So this is done by the Holy Spirit communicating with our human spirit who in turn give revelation information to our conscious mind. So when you say um, you had an idea that was inspired or creative a thought or whatever, for example, many may say um, something told you that or you knew that or you probably heard the voice of your human spirit. Well, this is what we're saying is conscious. You know, it's something within you that leads you and guide you. That's your Holy Spirit dealing through your conscious. Um, let me see. Can I help make this plain? Let's look at some other scriptures in the Bible that talks about this. Uh, Romans eight sixteen. it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2.10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the 
deep things of God. Now, once the conscious mind receives information it deems to be reliable in the case of spiritual truth and establish it as truth, then it allows that rite of passage of that truth into the conscious to be accessed by the subconscious mind to automatically direct the believer in line with the wishes of the Holy Spirit. So you do not have to fear the subconscious mind because it only serves you based on what it has been instructed to do. I tell you, we are awesome creatures of God, uniquely engineered, marvelously fashioned, the handiwork of an intelligent God who does all things well. I like Psalms 139, 14. It says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. God, you are an awesome God. There's nothing like the mind. God has made us so unique. Hallelujah. My God, if you out there listening and you don't believe in God, just look around, look at the heavens, the sun, Oh my goodness, the moon, the stars. God is so real. Mm, mm, mm. Well, praise God. Well, anyway, sometimes we have to alter the operation of our subconscious mind. For example, if we receive some false information that we deemed as true, we misinform our belief system of that. And our subconscious have locked in on that false information as being true. So therefore, our subconscious now is directing us and guiding us on misinformation. So, for example, let me help explain this a little clearer. Let's say you are raised in a Christian household where you were told at home and at church that if you were rich, you were going to hell. So you believe that God did not want you to have material things or to be wealthy. Therefore, your subconscious mind has locked into that belief and has automatically guided you in accordance to what you believed as true. Then just one day you happen to read the Bible, hallelujah, and you stumbled across the following verses or scriptures. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8.18 and it says, and you should remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as is this day. Let's look at Job 36, 11. If they obey and serve him, they should spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Let's go to Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. First Timothy six and 17 command those who are rich in this age, not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Now, you become aware that what you were just told was not biblically true based on your, your earlier teachings. It wasn't in alignment with the word of God. Now, all of a sudden, your subconscious, your conscious mind 
you know, you have to consciously, you, how do I say, even though you consciously know the truth, your subconscious mind will not release that old truth, which is really a lie that you thought was true, and replace it with the new truth. So the autopilot is strong and too consistent to be easily changed. It continues to operate and direct your life by this old truth until it is properly instructed to release the old and to lock on to new information. So unless you know how to replace and assimilate the new truth into your belief system, you will consciously know the truth, but be subconsciously misguided by the old information. Wow. So there is a way to make corrections in this process of the subconscious. There must be an interruption of communication between the subconscious mind and the conscience by the by a conscious act of meditation. The subconscious operate, operation process temporar, temporarily stops and awakes a conscious direction before proceeding. So all I'm saying here is that the subconscious mind, it interrupts this as something being out of order, which must be corrected by the conscious mind. So after a series of consecutive interruptions, the subconscious mind tends to accept and assimilate this new conscious response of meditation as the appropriate one and releases the old automatic automatically. Okay. The old response automatically. So this re-imaging is something you have to do. You have to interrupt your subconscious from taking in erroneous information and instructing it through intentional meditation is critical in you living your best life intentionally. So I hope you just understand that the bottom line is, is that we must make sure that our life is not being guarded or guided by erroneous information from our subconscious of the past. We must make sure that we put in God's word to renew so that our subconscious would automatically react to the word of God and live our life accordingly so we can live that life, that good life intentionally. Praise God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we study your word and we realize that we have erroneous information in our subconscious from the past, help us to con consciously interrupt this information by replacing it with your word through meditation to intentionally live our best life through you without fears or restrictions in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We're